friends and welcome to your midweek edition of the Kings of Anglia podcast. It's FA Cup first round weekend, not something traditionally we've got too excited about at Ipswich Town. Indeed, the FA Cup as a whole is not something we've had much cause to get excited about at Ipswich Town in recent years. But this this season, friends, we've got a proper FA Cup first round tie at Bracknell on Monday in front of the TV cameras. Mark Heath, Andy Warren, Stuart Watson here to talk all about that. I'm very pleased to say, much as like with two weeks ago, we've got special guests on the show to preview this game. We've got the returning friend, I think we have to call him friend of the show now, Kane SB, owner of Bracknell Town. We've also, I'm pleased to say, we've got the joint manager this morning, Carl Withers. So I'm going to bring both those guys in now and we can have a good chat about the game. <clears throat> Just bear with me. Here's Kane and here's Carl. Boys, th- thanks very much for joining us. Um, I'm going to start with you, Kane, before we get on to Carl, if that's okay. L- when, when last we spoke... A couple of weeks ago, you were kind of getting your head around the logistics of having drawn a side like town, being inundated with ticket requests, going through various safety audits and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, so just brings up to speed with, with what's happened since. How's your how's your time been in that past two weeks? And and where do we stand now? What we with Thursday morning, the game's on Monday night, so a couple of days away. How are things looking now? So actually, now everything we've been planning for over the last two weeks since the draw, everything is now starting to happen. So... Um... TV, they set up last week, um, but from today and pretty much every day now till Monday, we've got marquees being set up. We've got the, 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 the compound, the TV compound comes in tomorrow. So literally all of the all of the planning starts to really come to life today and in the, in the days ahead. And you are at, actually, as we speak, at SB Stadium, aren't you? You're in a yep. little box that, there. That right, looking over the pitch right now. Um, there yeah. we go. So for those for those not uh, watching on video, that was just a little insight into the pitch. It's looking beautiful, I've got to say, Kane. But you you were saying before we started rolling that you're going to have a few tractors drive over it. And oh, absolutely, yeah. That bit of sand. Tall, two foot tall on Monday. <laughs> It'll be rutted. We've got every yeah. single local team booked to play on it from now <laughs> Monday lunchtime. So uh, we've we've encouraged knee sliding when they score goals. Just yeah, basically make it look that interesting. We said sadly that that. Um, that the footage yesterday, Ronnie, Ronnie Radford's goal. Um, where was that? That pitch then. That's yeah. how we've got to make this pitch come <laughs> come Monday. <laughs> you got a bit of time. Um, and, and in terms of the actual attendance on the day, we said last time about two thousand fans. You're expecting yeah. roughly about three hundred yeah. town fans. Yeah. Is that still the case for Monday? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We we took the took the decision to um, kind of cap cap the sales at around around two thousand. Um, purely just yeah, it's. Uh, with it being televised, it being a Monday night, um, it, uh, it's 2,000 it seemed about right. Although I think our ground is graded to hold 3,000, we just wanted to make sure that we had the right, we could manage it on the night. That's the, the most important thing. And really making sure that our hardcore fans and um, kind of anyone that's had an association with our club can kind mm. of enjoy the night. So that, yeah, we're, we'll be a sellout, it'll be all ticket and, and no one will be able to get in if they haven't got a ticket. I mean, We've um, we've sold a few tickets to Ipswich fans that haven't. We've we've been doing kind of um, little flash sales just to make sure that everyone that as they hear about this game get an opportunity. We didn't sell out day one. We mm. kept a few back so we could drip them out in over the, um, the the days leading into the leading into the game. Superb. If I can bring you in now, Carl. Um, we mm. had a, a good chat with Kane a couple of weeks yeah. ago, and he told us all about his kind of story with the club and connection to it can you can you kick off just telling us a little bit about you and your background and how you come to this position with Bracknell 
Um, yeah, so, I mean, I've obviously, obviously lived in the town all my life. Um, grew up sort of supporting it, watching the club. Um, you know, I was very uh, privy to the 2001 sort of FA Cup run that we had and knew a lot of the players back then. Um, you know, in terms of coming back to Bracknell, I played for Bracknell in 2016. Is that right, Kane, around 2016? Yeah, I think it was. 17, yeah. Um, both me and Jamie returned back to the club to play. Um, we had quite a successful period of time there, um, playing under Mark Talentire. Um, and then we kind of stepped into management at a, a village club close to us called Binfield. Um, and we managed there for two, three years, I think it was, and actually had quite a successful period. We got them to the FA Vars final at Wembley, um, which was quite a successful time. And we also got them promoted into the Isthmian League. So, you know, in a short space of time, we've done, you know, reasonably well. But, you know, as everything, you know, sometimes you want to make that step up, you want to make that jump. And, you know, we're ambitious managers and, you know, the call come from Kane and, you know, there was no hesitations. It was a, a job that we both probably wanted um, and just felt maybe one day it might come. Um, I don't think we felt it would become this early, but we were pleased when the call did come and, and you know, we've been welcomed with open arms with Kane and, you know, we've really enjoyed in the, what, six or seven weeks we've been there and, you know, hopefully we're starting to sort of bed ourselves in. You know, I think the players have, have really bought into us and we've been very, you know, the supporters have welcomed us and we'll, we'll be judged on the pitch and results and I don't think we've done pretty, too bad so far. Well, I was just looking, actually, I mean, you're 11th in the table, aren't you? Um, but you've got three mm. games in hand. And I mm. think I'm right in saying you've actually lost the game since the end of September. Is that right? That's right. We lost our first. It was our first game. You know, obviously, with, you know, six circumstances where we came in, we had one training session. Um, so, you know, we didn't really want to change too much. We kind of just wanted to, you know, keep it as, as, as the same as it was before, before the previous manager. So, yeah, unfortunately, that game, you know, it was a game that could have gone either way. Uh, I don't think we deserved to lose, but... We did. Um, and then, yeah, we've just started to, you know, just tweak things a little bit and try and adopt our style of management and, you know, that camaraderie with the players and how we like to work. And, yeah, we've, we've obviously gone gone unbeaten now. And, you know, we've we're, the league, we've, we're a little bit behind the rest because obviously the success in the FA Cup and obviously the trophy as well. So, you know, hopefully we, we've got some catching up to do and hopefully that won't come back to bite us. But, yeah, at the minute we we we're, we're doing well and we're we're pleased with the way it's going. We still, you know, we're still not there yet. We still got lots of work to do, but you know, touch wood, it will continue in the same vein. Superb. Just before I hand you over to the boys to ask some proper in-depth yeah. footballing questions, um, talk to me. We spoke to Kane when he was on last time about when Ipswich were pulled out of the hat and and that kind of thought process of right, we've got to host Ipswich now, former UEFA Cup champions, former FA Cup winners, former Division One winners um what was that like for you as, as a manager of the side who's got to prepare for a game like that um yeah i mean look it was it was a great occasion you know a local pub the Admiral cunningham sort of hosted the event and it was great so many fans and you know a lot of the 2001 team were down there and you know there was a lot of anxiousness expectations in the hope that you weren't going to get you know a draw that you know was gonna maybe take the gloss off the night and when we got pulled out being a home team, I think everyone was just like, yes, brilliant. And then there was that that pause. And then I, I remember, I think the ball number 25 got called out. Someone said, it's a football league club. And straight away, my mind took over me and thought, TV, TV, TV. <laughs> and then Ipswich, I was like, fucking hell. Like, I mean, wow, <laughs> you probably could have got a bigger draw. In, if, in my belief, you know, the stature of the club, the history of the club, you know, ex-premiership, champions of Europe, FA Cup winners. I don't think you could have got a bigger draw, really. So yeah, it was it was one of. Thing is, 
The best thing okay. is they're whips. Who did yeah. they beat to win the FA Cup? Oh, okay, why you done that? Like, <laughs> you could have given your heads up that I was going to get tested on my history. I mean, who, who, uh, well, no, listen, listen. Who do you support with? I'm Arsenal. Yeah. Who's Dodd's sport? He's Arsenal. Oh, here we go. Is that your way of telling me it was Arsenal that they beat? Yes, Arsenal. <laughs> As a Spurs fan, that makes me gloriously happy. Oh, there we go. There we go. There we go. No, yeah, listen, it was it was just excitement. And I think as soon as we knew it was Ipswich and we were at home, I think the excitement grew because everyone was like, that's got to be televised. My phone just went <clears> off, as I'm sure everyone's did. And yeah, I think that was the start of this, this exciting three-week period that we've had. Um, but as managers, you kind of don't want to look too far ahead. We had, we had you know, league games and trophy games and we've managed to keep the lads grounded um, as best we can. And we've managed to sort of win all them games of football between the draw and now. And, you know, we're going into the Ipswich game with, with lots of momentum. Hmm. I know Stu wanted to ask some questions about, about the team and, and players to watch. Stu, do you want to come in here? Yeah, just from a football point of view, what what can we expect from your team, Carl? Star wise, is how do you normally play, and, and will you adapt for this game? Um, look, I mean, with the greatest of respect, you know, you're playing against a football league side, so you know, sort of our tactics on the night might slightly be different than when we're at home. But I think us 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 as managers and who we are, I think we've just got to have a go, you know, and and what will be on the night. I don't if we go there and you know give them all that respect and try and sort of ask them to break us down. I, I just don't think that's going to excite the fans and give, give you know, every, the public watching a game of football that they want to see. I think, you know, it's a one-off game and, and, and I look at it as a free hit. And OK, might not let me say that, but, you know, I believe that the club has won irrespective of the result. Um, and, and, and I think the players and us as managers, you know, I'll just be telling them on the night to just go out there and, and enjoy the occasion. I know it's cliche, play the game and not the occasion, but... Do you know what? Play the occasion because this this probably will never happen again, and and just see where it takes us. You know, see where it takes us on the night. Have you looked at some of the goals Ipswich have conceded in the last couple of games? Have you looked at the stoppage time from the weekend? I, 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 we yeah, we we were kind enough to be given tickets to go and watch that game actually um, for through someone that's got connections with a lot of the, the football league clubs, and sadly we didn't make it in the end for commitments. But I certainly was watching the game, and we've certainly got. You know, we've got uh, some ideas in our head where we think we could possibly exploit Ipswich and, you know, and rightfully so, you know, whilst we are a non-league club that we're playing at step three, you know, we still believe we've got, you know, players in our side that can hurt Ipswich, you know. So we, we do our hard work and we've got some we've got some ideas in our head where we think we can exploit it. And, you know, I'm not going to give too much away, but, you know, hopefully on the night that comes to fruition. And is there something you want to you ask? How have the players handled all of this? Because this must be the, the biggest, the biggest night, football night, especially for for their mm. for their lives. They, they've pro- looked like they've handled it quite well. I think they have. 20, they have. 20, well, 23 goals in five games since the draw. Yeah, they've scored. No, they've, not they've too bad. Been, they've been brilliant. To be fair to them, look, I, I know in the back of their minds, they 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 all look into this game. They all want to play in it. They want to be a part of it. And 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 rightfully so. I'd be the same. I was a player myself, and you and you would be. But. You know, first and foremost, when we've turned up for match days and we've had training, their attitude has been absolutely spot on. You know, probably what's helped is they all want to play a part of it. So they're all pushing each other and they're all trying to impress me and me and Jamie or Dodds um, to, to kind of stake a claim and stake a start. And and that's probably helped, you know, going into the league and trophy games because everyone's pushing everyone. Everyone wants that position or that place, that starting eleven. that the performances have probably justified that. Um so, yeah, to be fair to them, they've all been great. 
I mean, obviously now we said to him on Tuesday, right, now we can enjoy this week and the lead up up to it. But, you know, you've, you've done everything we've asked of you. We've, we've you know, we've not looked too past every, looked past every game that we've played. Um, and, and yeah, now they can kind of enjoy it and, and, and you know, enjoy every every bit that comes their way this this from now till till Monday and 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 see what it see where it takes us how how often do you train and have you kind of added anything extra in in the in the lead up to I this? mean our, fi- our fixture schedule is obviously ramped up a notch because obviously all the the FA Cup games and the trophy games you know we're having a squeeze league games into um, midweek that you know where we didn't have a fixture or having to move games because of you know long journey I mean we're supposed to be traveling to Truro on Wednesday uh, two days after the Ipswich game, you know, thankfully the league has seen common sense and sort of rearranged it for us because I think mentally, physically, I think a lot it's going to take a lot out of the players on that Monday. So, yeah, our fixture schedule between now and Christmas, I think, is Saturday, Tuesday, every week, and that goes in. That I think that even slides into January just because of we're playing catch up. Um, but that's why you have a squad, and you know we've got a very strong squad that we've you know we've assembled. Well, we were fortunate enough to walk into with, and we've brought a few in to to sort of add to that. Um, and all of them are going to be needed over this sort of next three month period. Has everyone kind of got the day off work on Monday and everything? It's all everyone. Um, you're not going to be turning yeah, me personally, um, I'll be working in the morning. I just want it to be as normal as possible because if I, I'll just be like pulling my hair out, you know. And so we want to try and make it as normal as possible. I think we've got a local hotel that has kindly been putting us up in the afternoon. Um, so I think we'll be looking to get there sort of mid afternoon, you know, maybe go for a walk, have a bit of a pre match meal, kind of get everyone together because I'm sure if people were sat at home, they'd be like scratching, you know, they just want to be getting amongst the lads. So We'll, we'll, we'll try and be as normal as possible. But yeah, the afternoon we'll, we'll get together and then we'll get a coach to the ground um, and then start focusing on the game. What is Can the you... day job for you, Carl? Um, so I'm, I'm, my, my official title is a CAD BIM manager. If I could describe my job, I'm a bit like an architect. I do all the 3D drawings. So we do like football stadiums, uh, shopping centres, all that sort of stuff. I draw the 3D drawings. I've been doing it 20 years now. So, yeah, same, I'm at the same company based in Ascot. Um, so, yeah, it's a, you know, it's a company that is on my doorstep. So, you know, I've, I've worked here for that many years and, and, and enjoyed, enjoyed it and I'm a partner here now. So, yeah, no, it's, uh, it's something that obviously I enjoy. So you'll be, hoping, you'll be hoping you're going to be the architect of Town's downfall on Monday. Um, like in, term, right yeah, in terms of this, you mentioned the strong squad there, Carl. I don't want you to you know, name loads of names, but are they, for, for town fans who are coming to watch, who are the, mm. who are the players that you kind of will be leaning heavily on, on, on the night? Are there star, star names we should be looking out for? Um, yeah, I mean, look, there's, you know, there's, I don't need to, I'm sure anyone that's done their homework on Bracknell, you know, will know certain players. You know, we've got Jordan Esprit, who's our number nine, our striker, you know, he's he's just a real thorn in the side for anyone that, you know, they play against. You know, he's hardworking, tenacious, knows where the back of the net is. He's a proper number nine, loves a battle, loves a challenge. Uh, you know, we've got we've got Dan Bayliss, our captain, centre-half, you know, Mr. Reliable, um, you know, a very, very good player. And very, again, another one that we're fortunate enough to have. Uh, we've got a local lad, Joe Grant, who is, you know, just come back from a 12-month layoff with uh, an ACL uh, injury, um, and we're fortunate enough to have him back with us. And you know, he's getting stronger and stronger today. And he's a local lad, so you know, he'll be one that you'll know. He's always plays with a smile on his face, he's a right old character. Um, and, and we love him dearly. 
Um, I mean, I could say, I could speak highly about every single player, you know, but probably them, them three, and you know, there's probably a couple more that you know have been great for us. But like I said, I don't want to give too much away. Fair enough. Kane, just coming back to you, um, we joked, I think we're joking anyway, about you driving tractors on the pitch. I hope we're joking. Um, <laughs> but in all seriousness, you, you don't, as much as you want the town fans who are coming to have a great night and enjoy themselves, you don't want Ipswich Town players to have a great night, do you? You, you don't want them to be too comfortable. These are, these are players coming from, they used to sort of, they've played in the Premier League, they've played in Championship, they've been in top-tier academies. But you don't want them to feel comfortable when they come to, well, to your stadium. Listen, I don't think they will feel comfortable because it's, it's this is not where... This is not what they're used to. They're not used to parking a bus 200 metres away from the ground and having to walk mm. down through the fans to get to, the, to get to the ground. I mean, I don't think... And I know that when you're uh, COO and um, this, I think the first team support came to visit the ground last week, I actually thought that they were quite shocked that the, um, that the quality of our changing rooms, albeit not as big as you're used to, and the stadium is not as big as you're used to, they were pleasantly surprised with the quality of what we've built down there. So this is a new ground. I mean, I built this a year ago. So mm. everything's fairly new. The changing rooms are quite nice. Again, not. I, I think that it's going to be better than what they were, what they're expecting. But nonetheless, the thing that your your players won't be used to, like I said, walking two hundred meters to get to the changing rooms and then coming out of a tunnel where the fans are right on the rail. That mm. these are bits and pieces. Keepers. I know that whenever we've played. When when Reading um, came to us in the Barks and Bucks a couple of years ago, that the keepers aren't used to having that. That's not what they're used to. So there'll be little things like that. The playing surface, well, for us, we think our playing surface is good. For you guys, this is not going to be. You know, it's not going to be in their top hundred of surfaces they've played on. It's mm. um, yeah, it's not. There's going to be little bits and pieces. There'll, there's things that we do really well within our ground that. You know, it's not your typical. If they'd have come to our old ground, well, the, the away changing room was literally—it was a shed. It, is, it was a shed. <laughs> it looked like a shed inside. It was hideous. Here, it's five star in comparison to that, but still not what you're used to. You got any tricks up your sleeve, like the old John Beck tricks at Cambridge, turning off the hot uh, water and all that kind of thing? I know, this changing room is going to be boiling hot, and it's yeah. we'll best to flood it. And uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll do our, the lights will be flickering. We'll do our best to make it as as unpleasant. No, we're not like that. At the end of the day, um, we we um, we'll play with a with a with a straight bat, and um, we we don't need to, to to play any of them kind of games. I just think the the fact that you're having to that this team are having to travel to a non-league ground. Hopefully that is enough. And I, I said earlier, no, look, no one's expecting Bracknell Town to turn over Ipswich Town. No, nobody. Um, but if you talked about that 1% chance, it's probably mm. the 1% will come from the environment, this, this environment they're just not used to. But really, you should be coming and turning us over. And the expectation is very much on you to come and turn us over. So um, I think, you know, that's... That that's the, the expectation and the pressure sit, sits with with Ipswich, not us. We we you know look, at the end of the day, like Carl said and Carl's alluded to, we um, we have to set up. There's no point us not setting up. So we look if you're not having the mindset that you're going to win or going to compete in a game, there's no point turning up. You know mm. what's the point? You know we might as well just give the lads the night off. So. I don't think it's in Coles or Jamie's or any of our players' DNA. Whilst they know that they're the underdogs, 
they've still got to come and give an account for himself. And, and one of our, two of our players will probably be thinking, as you've seen, like since since the draw, our performances have stepped up. And that, I think, is because players are saying, we want to be selected. Um, and I think on the night, there's one or two of our players that quite honestly could play higher. We've recently sold a player to, to Dorkin at step one. And there's one or two other players that will probably want to give a performance and, and show that they still... You know, they still could potentially be a professional footballer. So hopefully, you know, it's that's what's great about these these games. Um, we sit, we we know where we are in the ecosystem of non-league. Our players come to us, and they're not. We're a club that we're not taking players as they come down the non-league. Um, we very much got a squad of players that are still pressing, and still want to play as high as they can. And and we we recognise where we are in the ecosystem of football. Um, some of our players hopefully will see this as an opportunity to showcase their talent and you know, we would never stand in the way of a player if an offer come in step one and above we'd never ever stand in anyone's anyone's way so hopefully you know we'll get some superhuman performances from one or two of our players because it's an opportunity for them to showcase their talent absolutely one of the things we didn't really get a chance to speak about last time and it's been reported i think since is we spoke very much about you hosting the game at your at your stadium. I think it's been suggested that Reading offered their stadium for the game. Was that something that was ever really a, something that was considered or even offered? It's not allowed. I mean, um, we, we I believe, as I understand it, so we definitely couldn't switch back to Port Road. That's completely un, not allowed. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'd have had to fail a safety audit, I believe, to get it switched to another ground. Well, if we'd have failed a safety audit, well... We, that effectively would say we can't host games here full stop. So, that mm. was, you know, so it's uh, whilst you probably could have manipulated it to, to foul to get it push, pushed to the Majeski, you know what? Like I said, if there's a 1% chance of us causing us an upset, that 1% is by it being played at our ground. So mm. taking it away from our ground. And then, anyway, you know, going to like a Majeski, it's great. They did offer their ground and that would have been fantastic to, to go there. It'd have been half empty, and then that in itself—I don't know—it just doesn't—it doesn't feel very special, and it would—it would have definitely favoured you to go to the Majeski because you're used to that environment. Mm. So I think for us, staying staying at our home ground was was really—we <clears throat> haven't really, although offers have come in and people have debated it. From our perspective, we haven't even it. We've—it's always there's not been any talk about switching it. It was always going to be hosted here, and from the minute from the get-go, all we've done is focus on. Um, housing it here. Okay, boys. Any 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 further questions for Kane? I don't want to monopolise all the questions. Can I change? Can I change tack a little bit, Kane, and just um, confirm the German sausage and wings situation <laughs> that we just dis- that we discussed last time you were on? Just is that is that all locked in and nailed down? Yeah. We've got some great food vendors on the night. Um, if you're lucky enough to work, first and foremost, if you're lucky enough to be in where I am now, so this is our main bar this is going to be the vip hospitality on the night we've got um my brother who's a michelin star chef doing canapes and the canapes are football themed so like mini burgers mini pies so everything's kind of football themed on our canapé front then you go outside into the general admission general admission we've got wings and tings we've got uh, a, um, a german sausage company uh, then in our fan zone two we've got pizzas i believe and pies gourmet pies and then in our there's a, a second kind of vip for family and former players and friends of the club um they've got a great kind of gourmet offer as well around there see and so this the is this is, is why switching the game you couldn't because it would completely have 
change the feel of this game, wouldn't it? You wouldn't have had any of that. It wouldn't have been a. It wouldn't have felt like a Bracknell game, would it? If it's going to be like in... a festival. So yeah. the people we've got. So we've gone to the Admiral Cunningham is a pub in Bracknell. Um, really, really good family-run business, the Levies. And what, what, why we so, so we can focus on the football and delivering a great night. They're taking, they're taking over the control of the three marquees that we're putting around the periphery. So the marquees will uh, be operated by someone that is used to doing. They do festivals as well, so they know how to do large events. So we are going to run it like a festival. So the the, the food offer, the, the the drink offer on the night, it's going to hopefully we'll manage. There shouldn't be any queues, so you certainly don't need to eat before you come to the ground because there's going to be some cracking offers on the night. Um, yeah, some really good offers. And you've sold uh, one-off shirt sponsor for the night, is that right? Yeah, Dane? yeah, actually, they're just sat on the camera. They're sat behind me. I've got a meeting with them next. Yeah, so uh, so Grundon Recycling. Um, there are well, they're a club sponsor anyway. They take the back of our shirts and shorts and have done for a few years now. But um, as I said, it's my, it's my name, not my own, as in Kane wasn't on the front of the shirt, but the SB group, my broader group, has had the shirt since I took over. And largely I've always been on the shirt because I I had a value in my mind of what the shirt was worth and I've never been prepared to sell it for less than a number. And um, for, fortunately, on this one-off night, the, the number was hit and I was prepared to to take my name off the front and, and, and you know, Grundon, a, a, a big, big, um, big, business and that they're taking the name on the night and they do a lot of work with other clubs i think they're with forest green rovers and oxford united um they they do a lot of the uh, work for places like wimbledon the ways of wimbledon and ascot races so they're big big around yeah, massive massive name certainly around here uh, so they've got the, the front of the shirt on the night um and then actually we've got um the the business that's placed right next door to where Carl's working now Ascot Designs, which is another architectural practice that does a lot of work with me on my business, my day-to-day job. Um, they're taking the back of the shorts. And then ProDirect, who have given us the kit for the night, um, free, free of charge, are taking the back of the shirts just below the numbers. So these shirts for us is a, is a rarity, but they're names. So each player's got a named shirt. That's not something we typically do. Um, usually where the, the player name is, we'd have our sponsor, our second sponsor, which is Grundon. Uh, but for this night, we've got a limited edition shirt um, for the night, and that's been supplied by ProDirect, who uh, who are our typically they're our kit sponsor. Pro, they they supply all of our club kits and our youth team kits, so they're our they're our second sponsor on the night. I saw on your website this morning you're doing some some like FA Cup merchandise as well. I, I went on, I tried to find your online shop, and it wasn't there because it's being you know, re- just, redone. I just got a text. Let me. Uh... So just literally got a text from the guy to say, I don't know, where is the camera? Yeah, there you the go. Tops, some of our limited edition stuff's ready. That's that. And to keep people warm nice. on the night. Yeah, so so that's that that all comes in tomorrow. So we've got a couple of, um, on the night, we'll have a couple of shops by entrance one and entrance two um, to make sure people can buy. We've got uh, T-shirts, hats, scarves. Yeah. So. That's all great, Kane. But if I don't see a um, cut-out FA Cup wrapped in tinfoil, I'll be disappointed. <laughs> That's what these nights are all about. Yeah, I'd imagine there'll be a few of them around the ground. <laughs> We've got a lot of our youth youth players um, from our under nines, our mascots on the night, or our under twelve side. So I would imagine you'll see a few cut-out uh, FA FA Cups. And we spoke last time, Kane. You said you didn't want to segregate fans. I assume that's the case, is it? You're not going to Absolutely. segregate fans? No, look, non-league at our level, we don't segregate fans. And 
to be fair, in my time at this club, in six years, we've had one issue, and that was the uh, recent Banbury game. And it was mm. only really, we're talking about probably five fans. The rest of the Banbury fans were absolutely superb. Just five idiots on the night. And mm. from all the interactions I've had with your fans, and they've all been lovely. You know, not one, not one, there's not been, we're not being given one reason mm. to even consider segregating. Now, my, I, I love sport, I love football, and I love rugby. And when I go to a rugby event, there's I could be sat behind a New Zealand fan, beside a South African fan, in front of an Australian fan, right? And that kind of environment where you've got all different teams and nationalities all sat mixing is is something that I've loved. And for me, it's kind of why I like non-league, because that kind of exists in non-league. You, you mix and you meet people from the opposition. And segregation, and certainly with your fans, your fans are not fans that need to be segregated and penned up the top we want to create a, a carnival atmosphere a festival for the night and um you know segregating is again I, I resisted it so we've had to have several calls with the major events team like the police and all the, the local authorities and everyone's categorized fortunately the police that are in communication with your police force that follow your your fans around the country when you travel they've all categorized it as absolute like low risk to no risk kind of it sits on the no risk um and our fans definitely on um the the the, the most raucous of fan we've got is a guy called fish that will, <laughs> will absolutely do your keeper's head in from the minute he gets in goal <clears throat> to the minute he walks off that to the last minute of the game your your keeper will act you'll know who fish is by the time per minute and that is as as i suppose as you can only say he's just he's just annoying. He annoys <laughs> way, and it will just be goalie keeper, goalie keeper, goalie keeper for ninety five minutes of the game. Fish is is as is as probably um, as annoying as a fan can get. But yeah. uh, there's no violence in any of our fans, and there. So there's no yeah segregation. Nah. Lads, we need we need to get our photographer to find fish, don't we? That's, yeah, that's your not number one you'll task. You'll know exactly who he is. You'll know you'll exactly. Know who he is. <laughs> we need to, we need to, we need to get fish with Ross, don't we, boys? On the game day video, maybe yeah. pre or post match. He loves all sort of publicity. He loves publicity. Yeah. <laughs> find fish. Well, it'll, be, it'll, it'll be emotional on the night. This is a big night for fish. He, he will be. He's, he's trying to hold it together. I saw him at the game on Tuesday night. He was getting emotional about this game. Yeah, so, you know that again. That's it. That's the spirit of this, right? So. Yeah, you've got this big, forty-odd-year-old guy, massive, and he, he, this game and the magnitude of this game is bringing a tear to his eye, and that—that's the kind of the spirit that goes with, or comes with this game, I suppose. Hundred mm, percent, boys. I know you said you've only got half an hour or so, so I'll, I'll start to wrap it up now. Chaps, have you got any other questions for either Carl or, or Kane? I've got one I want to finish on. Not really a question. I was just going to say I, I would wish you you well on the night, but not too well because um, I've covered Ipswich Town, I think, for 11, 12 years now, and I think they've won two FA Cup games in that time. It's been a bit of a miserable competition. Is it really? I didn't know that. That's a good That's a yeah, good I probably shouldn't be giving you uh, that, that yeah. intel. But, um, How many yeah, won on TV? TV's not great either. No, I mean, they TV's did put that, They did win one on TV recently against Derby. I'm which going over my team talk right now. Actually, I'm going over my team talk. Right now. <laughs> oh, t- Ipswich fans are going to be screaming at me for giving you this info. But yeah, just, TV but, and the FA Cup have not been. Just show them the those. Barrow, the Barrow game from last season. Just show, just show your lads Ipswich Town at Barrow in the FA Cup last season. Okay. If you need, if you need a bit. 
Do you know you boys need, you need to be focusing on the league. You you're you're a Premier League <laughs> back in the Championship. You don't need to be worrying about the FA Cup. It's you know all focus for you. The distraction. Why bring great players down here and to get injured? Don't yeah. Too big a risk. Too big a risk. <laughs> Carl, I don't know if you know, but the last time Ipswich Town played in on league side in the FA Cup, it was on TV and they got dumped out by Lincoln City. <laughs> Uh, in front of the nation on the BBC uh, back really? in two thousand, yeah, two thousand and seventeen, I think that was, wasn't it, boys? When they were wow. in, okay. in this championship. Anything else from you, Andy? All good. Just wings and ting. That's 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 all that's on my mind. You got to get in. Speak to Ollie at Wings and Ting. Say that Kane sent you, and he'll look after you. Good man. Superb. Um, you, you touched on it there, Cole. The, the team talk. I know you, you don't want to give too much away, but can you give us a little insight into what you might be saying to the players before they? Run out that dressing room door to play it with town no, on TV. No, <laughs> We've already given away far too much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, you know, like any manager would, you know, it's 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 all about going out there and and, and playing playing the occasion. You know, it's it's going to be a special special day, night for for the players, for for the fans, you know, for Kane, his family, and, and myself and Dodds. You know, so we're just going to go out, enjoy the night, and and just see see what what where it takes us on the night. Okay, and then last time out, I finished with a question about win or replay to Kane, and he said win all day long, which which is great, absolutely. So I just wanted to ask you both the same question to end on. I'll start with you, Carl. We're sitting here Tuesday morning having a chat. What does what does success look like for Bracknell in this game? Clearly, success is winning the game and pulling off the greatest upset in, in FA Cup history, but what would you be happy with Tuesday morning? Um, just to, just really to – I want the players to come away without any regret. Um, I want, you know, people to be talking about Bracknell Town. I want people to be talking about their experience of, of, of coming to our ground. And, you know, I, I hope that people will want to return and come back and, and support us on our on our league campaign. And, you know, for, for me and Dodds, obviously, look, I'd be crazy if I said I didn't want to win the game of football. But I think the biggest thing for me is that, you know, to come away without any regrets. And, you know, it, it, it kind of has put Bracknell back on the map where they belong. And, and I hope we can kind of build from this um, and, and, and you know, go into our league campaign and, you know, get ourselves back up the ladder and, and, and get us up the football pyramid. Mm. How about for you, Kane, then? What does success look like for you Tuesday morning? What are you, what are you happy with? I kind of echo what Carl says there a little bit. I think that people enjoy the night that, that wouldn't typically come out. Um, so we've got lots of families come in that, that typically wouldn't come out and watch us. So that's number one, that they enjoy it. And number two, that they come back. Um, you know, look, I have little expectation. I mean, I'm not going to be foolish enough. For us, being in the first round is is a massive achievement. You know, we've done this. We've been in this cup over 50. We've ended it over 50 years. And it's only the second time we got to this level. So that in itself is a massive, massive, massive achievement. The fact that we're televised is another big win. So really, look, I've got zero expectations on the 90 minutes of football. I'm with Carl. We never set up to, in life, we don't get up in the morning to, to go and lose in whatever we're doing. So, you know, and I, don't, I know that's not in our players' DNA mm. and our managers' DNA. So, look, I echo what he says. We want to give a good account of ourselves. That's that's the, the, the primary objective. But more importantly, everyone enjoys the night. Superb. Gents, thanks so much for your time. I know clearly you're both very, very busy indeed as you build up to this game. Um, I think Bracknell have made quite a lot of new fans, actually, through uh, this game and, and the chats we've had. Um, and just best of luck on the night. Um, whatever happens, I hope it's a great game. Um, and I'm sure it will be. Thanks so much well, for your time. No, I appreciate and, uh, it. I'm thanks sure the boys will speak to you on the night. Thanks again, guys. Yeah, look forward to meeting you, man. Cheers, guys. Thank Cheers, you. Thanks, Cheers, guys. Thank, Thank you. Bye. There we go then, boys.
That was good, wasn't it? A little insight from the manager as well. Nice to have that. Um, what do you make of all that? Is it Enjoyed bad that? that I wouldn't begrudge them a win? Yeah. <laughs> of, of, obviously, what we want it switch to winning and go further in the cup. But if if they're going to go out, might as well go out to those lovely guys. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, we want them to win. Move on from that. <laughs> <laughs> Stu, what did you take away from that? Yeah, it's hard. It's not hard not to feel some warmth towards them as people and as a football club. Kane's been on mm. twice now. We've now had Carl on. It's um, and I'm just looking forward to it as an occasion. Everything that they've kind of described, it feels like this is what the FA Cup's all about. If Ipswich are going to be entering this competition at the first round stage, which none of us really want, still feel a bit uncomfortable with, at least let it be a tie like this and feel like it's a, a proper part of the FA Cup. Give me that rather than a another all league one clash at, at this stage. I don't think we'd, that would have got any of us excited, would it? So mm. yeah, let's see. I still want Ipswich to win though. Um, take all that away. I've, I've had enough um, upset and embarrassment and disappointment in this competition over the years. And, and I'll be honest, I did say this a few weeks ago. I think this is, Kane in there talked about the 1% chance. And I mm. think you need the absolute perfect storm for, um, for the underdog or to win in this sort of situation. And I think part of that perfect storm is for the so-called bigger club to be in a bit of a pickle at the time. And I, I think Ipswich are in a decent place at the moment. There's no kind of, um, you know, we're not at the, oh, they've signed 19 players and they're all still bedding in and the manager's under pressure. If they'd have gone into it like this time last year, you might have had a few doubts and that's how, how these games can sort of come about. But might be famous last words, but I think Ipswich will, will hopefully negotiate this relatively comfortably. But Bracknell will come out with it, heads held high. The, the night will all go ahead quite nicely. And in a way, everyone's a winner there, I suppose. Mm. I should have asked about Wi-Fi, shouldn't I, boys? That was a really important question for us. <laughs> and parking. Yeah. <laughs> um, Andy, how, how do you think Town will approach this game? I mean, in terms of the, the team they're going to put on the pitch. Because as you say, as Stewie says... Ipswich Town should win this game, really, whoever goes out on the pitch. But how do you think McKenna will, will approach it in terms of team selection? I don't know how he'll, he'll approach it. I'm really interesting to, interested to find out. I, I think I know what I would do. I, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be going down the 11 change route. I wouldn't mm. be going down that kind of the Papa John's route with this. I, I, would, I would have a good littering of proper senior players that play every week in there. Um, I think there are some changes that you you have to see, like Hladke. I think you have to have to let mm-hmm. Hladke play this game in goal. But I'd, Richard Keogh, I imagine, will start. A, that's a really good player to be able to turn to in this this kind of moment. He won't he won't let anything any nonsense go by. But then I'd be I'd I think Cameron Burgess as well, um if if they think he's fit to play. Um talking about long balls into the box there, weren't we? I think I think they I think when they say they've got a few ideas of how they can hurt Ipswich, I think at the mm. moment the answer to that is put some long balls into the box. And if if Cameron Burgess's face is up for this, um, at this point you you play him. But I'd also be considering people like Morsi. I would um, I'd, I'd, just to limit any outside risk factors here. Um, mm. j- just to if the worst happens, you then like you've got the people, the personnel in there to calm things down, put a foot on the ball and make sure it doesn't turn into a disaster. I think Ipswich will win and I think they'll win comfortably, but to make sure that happens in the easiest way, I'd be going fairly strong with a There with are a, some a obvious, obvious people I think that 
you want to give a little bit of a rest to at this stage. I think you're in danger of running Leif Davis in, into the ground. Um, if you're not careful, obviously, with, with Greg Lee being sideline, maybe Kane Vincent Young might have to play at left back. Um, there, I think Danassian, Burns, people like that, you, you know, probably need a little bit of a dip out. But Andy's right. There's no reason why someone like Sam Morsi, Connor Chaplin, um, Ladapo up front. I think it will be a, it will be certainly the spine of the team. There'll be a you know it'll be a proper first team. Maybe an Agbaje at right back who who did really well in the in the trophy recently. But I, I think you know you'd probably be maybe Humphreys and Agbaje something like that would be about as junior as it will get. And it will be a, a proper first team. And even if it is several changes, you're talking about Harness and Edwards and. Dominic Ball and players like that is still it's still a proper first team, isn't it? You've got five subs now as well. You can you can change this. I, I assume you've got five subs. Have you in the FA Cup? I'll be honest. I've not. I've not, I've not checked. I've not. I've, I've not. I've not checked that <laughs> at this point. Um, assuming assuming you have, you'd like to think Ipswich can can get this kind of sewn up, and then and then you take Morsi off. You 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 make your make your changes there. But um, I can I can see this game kind of going similarly to to Colchester's trip to Sudbury. Earlier in earlier uh, last season, sorry, where mm. where Sudbury really gave as good as they got at the start of the game, but ultimately Colchester were really comf- really really comfortable in that game in the end, um, mm. and that's how I imagine this one would go. But I'd I'd play a strong team just to make sure that's the case. I wonder if Carl will get up get up against an Arsenal player in Tyrese John Jules. I wonder if he'll be uh, on the pitch. It'd be interesting. Um, it's definitely going to be a physical game. You'd expect Bracknell to come flying out of the traps, wouldn't you, and make it really unpleasant for the first 10 minutes or so. Um, see, I don't know how easy it is for you to predict a game like this. Clearly, we, we all think Town are going to win. What would be a a decent scoreline, would you say, boys? Because obviously they played Needham in pre-season. They won 7-0. And that's a, a side at, at the same level as, as Bracknell. Um, what kind of scoreline would you, would you expect in a game like this? Is this the official prediction? section yeah give us an official prediction four nil four nil will be solid how about you Stu? to bracknell <laughs> <Yeah>. wow <laughs> no four four nil ipswich um i i think same as what andy said and we saw this in the needham game actually that you mentioned that uh, that once a second goal goes in mm. sort of later on then there's the potential for the floodgates to open because you've, you know the Bracknell players would have put so much into this emotionally in the build-up. Physically, they might be spent. You know, naturally, Ipswich are going to be a fitter side, being a, a proper full-time out outfit. And I think that's quite often in the the pattern of these games is you'll get you'll get sort of a um, you know seventy minutes of them them really. Uh, you know, I hope that the Bracknell players, as as Carl said, you know, put everything into it, have no regrets, give it a good go, uh, at least in a competitive game up until a decent point. But then I think Ipswich is, uh, Ipswich might get a flurry of late goals and ultimately win pretty comfortably. Don't make me put a number on it. Fair enough, I won't. Um, what, I, how not... does he get away without doing that? Yes, you know, you know what we always have about. to. We always have to put a number on it. <laughs> go on, give us a number then, Stu. Uh... I'll say I'm going to give Bracknell a goal. I'd I'm love it. If generous. Score. I really want them to score. Yeah, yeah. Five-one uh, Ipswich. Nice. Um, Andy, uh, we've not really done million pound picks for a little while because you've been uh, off and 
various things. Does, does this game qualify for a million pound pick? Are you, are you thinking of one? Um, yeah, I and it, it involves fish. <laughs> okay, um, I like oh, it. I'm looking forward to fish. <laughs> fish is already going to be the highlight of the night, but I think that fish. <clears throat> And again, this is another intangible one, which I think, I think you'll you'll need to kind of the fish panel, the um the fish, uh, fish club will have to adjudicate <laughs> on on t- on Tuesday. Um, yeah, but f- I think fish might play a part in the game. Okay, I think what, I think we what, might we might come away from this thinking that fish has had an impact on what's happened on the pitch. Is he going to get in Hlagki's head? I think he might. I think I I think I think we're going to come away from this game. Everybody will know who Fish is, and everybody will know what Fish um, stands Fish for. Has done. He's going to. Have, <laughs> I, th- I think I think he's going to have had an impact on the uh, game. How itself. do we quantify this? This is this is very well. That's um... that's why we need the panel, isn't it? That's why we need the okay. uh, the whiff the of fillet. Fish panel. Yeah, the fillets. <laughs> okay, I'll give you I'll give you twenty five to one on that. Because I'm not really sure what that means. I mean, well, fire doesn't mean anything, does it? Let's be honest. It's um, I'll put a tenner on it. Okay, there we go. Right then, boys, let's draw a line under that and, and talk about something which is almost as exciting, if not more. And it will only excite two thirds of this esteemed panel because it's to do with American sports. So, Stuart, you, you can go make yourself a cuppa if you wish. Um, <laughs> last week, Hutchie, you and I got very excited when news broke that Ipswich Town, oh, he's left. Stu's actually left. <laughs> Unbelievable. Ipswich Town have signed a, a partnership to work with genuinely one of the greatest athletes that has ever walked on this planet, Tom Brady. Multiple time Super Bowl winner, legendary figure of American football, gridiron, as Stu is so fond of. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about that? Because when I saw the news, A, I thought it was some sort of wind up, uh, and B, I immediately WhatsApped you and said, Unbelievable. Uh, and we both got quite excited about it. And we're, we're trying to speak to Tom. Hopefully we'll get Tom on the podcast. Um, so, yeah, yeah, talk about it. Talk about it, Hutchie. I'd rather have fish on the podcast, but um, <laughs> Tom Tom Brady will do it. Yeah, I've made I've, I've, I've made some early inquiries to get Tom on, on KOA. He's got yeah. a lot going on at the moment. But, yeah, Ipswich it, it have um, the first British-English football club to, to align themselves officially with a, a company owned by Tom Brady, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, previously New England Patriots quarterback TB TB12, which is ba- basically Tom's lifestyle, which has kind of got him to still be playing quarterback in the NFL at 45, is kind of been turned into a a fitness movement essentially. And Ipswich have um, Ipswich have signed up to work with them. They've been doing it since the summer, working with body coaches from there on um, sort of prehab. Uh, stuff they call it to to ward off injuries and recovery after games. So um, lots of pliability, I think, going on there. Work on muscles, things like that. And it's um, yeah, it's really, it's really, really interesting because um, it, it, his kind of method of looking after himself has clearly worked for him. He's, he's still mm. playing elite, the like elite sport uh, last season in particular at an incredible level at the age of forty four as he was last season forty five now. Um, really interested to see how that applies over to football because, um, yeah, he's, he's he's kind of splits opinion his his uh, mm. his approach. It's not uh, kind of universally loved. It's had its critics, but if you look at what it's done for someone like Tom Brady, it's um, it's amazing. 
Yeah, it's hard to overstate just how unusual it is for someone to still be playing at the top level of that sport, especially, especially in that position. Occasionally you get kickers who go on forever because that's not a particularly dangerous position. But quarterback, where you essentially get run over by a Mack truck three or four times a game and are at your most vulnerable when you're doing your job. Um, for one to still be playing at a high level at the age of 45, as, as Brady is now, is is remarkable. What Can you give a little brief overview of the TB12 approach? There's a lot of stretching and stuff involved, isn't there? And special dietary stuff yeah it's all it's all of that stuff kind of all mixed together but i think i think in in general it's kind of and ipswich aren't i don't think ipswich are kind of doing all of this this is that they're doing selected parts of it which is related Mm. to the stretch the stretching um prehab rather than rehab so it's working to kind of limit injuries before they happen so preparing the body for that with stretching um recovery after after game after games i think that's what ipswich are taking from it but in terms of the rest of tb12 it's um a lot of its dietary um it's very ve- like vegan diet um i think he i think he whenever anyone talks about this it's very widely kind of um said that he makes his he makes his own i think it's avocado ice cream that he makes a lot of and eats that's that's the big thing that people pull away from it and very very focused on sleep as well he He's very, very rigid in his sleep in bed at nine o'clock every night in a room that's set very strictly to 18 degrees centigrade, wearing special pajamas that <laughs> he's had specially made to kind of oxygenate the blood and, and, and get everything flowing around the body like it should. Um, so that's that, that's TB12, but um, it's not very weight. It's not weight. He's not a guy that does the weights. If you look at no. Tom Brady, he's never been a weights guy. It's all about pliability and, and muscle health, essentially. Um to we, keep saw, throat, um, we saw Mick Mills before the game at the weekend. He was on oh, yeah. comms with BBC Suffolk. He was asking a few questions about this. He said uh, maybe he might be able to get back out on the pitch if he if he uh, if he takes on all the avocado ice cream and a few stretches and things like that. He thinks he might be able to do a job still. Do you reckon Mick McCarthy would embrace the TB12 method, Stewie? Um. Probably, yeah. I know you. I know what you're saying. Sort of, well, you know, old school managers and stuff. But well, I think I think Mick would be open minded to to stuff like that. Um, He'd like the ice be... cream, wouldn't he? <laughs> he? He likes the finer things in life he as does, well. Yeah. Um, so maybe the avocado ice cream might tick his box. Avocado boys, massively overrated. Thoughts? Smashed avocado. Not for me. It's all right. It, is, it's, it's, it, it, it had its boom, didn't it? Things like chorizo that got oh, it's good. Don't get me wrong, but it just gets too excited. Halloumi, halloumi's good, but then everyone is just halloumi this, halloumi that, avocado this, avocado that. Just take it, it gets, easy. Gets a bit arrogant. It does up itself, carried away. Just like stay steady, stay strong, and you'll stand the test of time. Like the baked bean, you never see the baked bean getting like, oh, look at me. I'm doing you a fancy breakfast. It's just like no, I'll go on the side of a side of a breakfast, and it's stood the test of time. So, hundred um, percent right. Baked beans will never let you down, ever. Always baked beans on toast is one of the best meals you can have. Full stop. And it's because they're so overlooked. I think they're not they're not flashy, they're not mouthy, but they're there when you need them. Baked exactly. beans. Yeah, and long we'll life. Live a, we'll live in a tin, and that's fine. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> That's the you're message. Not... <laughs> you're not seeing an avocado in a tin, are you? It's like, oh, how firm am I? Test me. No, <laughs> tell me. Be honest about yourself before you before I cut you open. Just what condition you're in. Yeah, and that's all I want. Avocado, not for me. Um, boys, 
we talk about town working with a, an exciting new uh, partnership. Uh, one of the things I hate most, I've got to say, in, in everything in life is when people get a modicum of success. You know, a, say a, a small football podcast gets relatively popular and they sell out straight away. Um, mm. You know, they do ridiculous things like wearing sponsored clothes, sponsored clothing. It's just it's a nice hoodie you got on there, Stu. Um, and you Thanks. actually, actually, yeah. What is that? Is that uh <laughs> I made sure I kept mine in shot throughout the uh, the important part of this podcast, which I noticed you two didn't. But there you go. <laughs> yes, friends, if you're not if you're not watching, you are just listening. Uh, we have a new sponsor, which we're quite excited about. So clearly, we already have Manscaped. Use code KOA at manscaped.com for twenty percent off and free delivery. We now have Ginger Pickle, who are a, a marketing agency, which we're very excited to team up with. Um, there we go. Just flashing up the logo there. Um, so essentially, Ginger Pickle, as I say, they're a marketing agency friends, which if, if you're like me or Mike Bacon, or we're getting background changes and everything now, this is very flash, um, you'll probably be scratching your head. But they're run by one of our friends, Big Tone, Big Tony Southgate, um, Norfolk-based, but very much an Ipswich Town fan. Actually, he was a KOA doorman at the very first uh, KOA Live, wasn't he, boys? So in terms of the services he offers, if you're having problems with people as well, I'm not sure if you can get involved in that as well a little elimination um but anyway what he actually does professionally is uh is marketing um so he says we offer seo which is search engine optimization boys uh google ads social media marketing and training essentially as i understand it if you want to market something increase your visibility get is that is that your cat behind you it's just a bit it's, it's when you started talking about seo he's got it's yeah it's what he's woken him up cat. it's got him up he's, he's bang up for some ginger pickle <laughs> so essentially tony can help you with all that um he says they're the goat of uh of marketing uh which i i quite like because we've just been talking about one goat so from one goat to another um boys talk to me about this Do you know part. what i like about this ginger pickle i had a little look at tony's ginger pickle website and i find a lot of these sort of marketing websites they just try and blind you with with silly long words that don't really mean anything and we talk they've gone a bit avocado they go a bit arrogant they lose what they're about ginger pickle you go on there it's just it does what it says on the tin you need you need you need a little bit of help with your marketing we'll sort you out we know what we're doing so um have a little look at that sounds like it's going very well so they're they're the baked bean of the uh of the, dig <laughs> of the digital marketing world right color as well does what it says on the tin and what is in the tin won't let you down Hutchie, talk to me about digital marketing, SEO, Google Ads. You're all over that, aren't you? Um, yep, massively <laughs> all over it. I know what SEO is. That's how we get people to find our our news stories. Very mm. good, very important, very important. Um, what else can I tell you about digital marketing? That not an awful lot, I'll be honest. Um, go to the ginger pickle. Yeah, I think the key thing to stress here is that Tony is something of a, a savant, a maven when it comes to digital marketing. So if, if you do want to genuinely want to get involved in someone who's going to help you increase your profile and, and market your your stuff, Tony is the way to go through Ginger Pickle. And also, boys, very excitingly, apart from our, our new hoodies, which are, I'd have to say, excellent quality, um, and I'm a big fan of them, um, Tony's going <laughs> to... That was, a, again, if you're not watching, that was the noise of Andy Warren kissing the badge, literally. Um, I just hate it when people sell out, boys. I don't know about you. Um, Tony's also launching a competition with us. He's going to provide a pair of tickets to an Ipswich Town game, um, which is Fleetwood 
on December the 2nd at home. Um, so the way to... Oh, it's two pairs of tickets, actually. I'm just reading. Two Friday pairs, night. Four, four tickets total, boys. Um, and, and the way you can win, essentially, is by um, sharing stuff. We'll, we'll tweet it out there later on. But essentially, you can enter through Twitter and Instagram. You have to share the post and follow Ginger Pickle, uh, follow KOA and all that kind of stuff. But there we go. That's, that's the way to, to launch our sponsorship by giving away some free tickets to a game, which is great. So Ginger Pickle, friends, the goat of digital marketing. Just remember that. Um, and no doubt we'll be mentioning them as we go forward because we're now contractually obliged. Um, friends, we're, we're reaching the end of the show. We're coming up to an hour now. Um, is there anything else you want to talk about? I've been off for three days, so I'm totally out of the loop in terms of town things. Um, anything else to mention, boys? There's there's a shirt behind Andy Warren's right shoulder that I very much want to play guest the shirt before we finish. But what else is there to discuss? Not a lot, really. I think we had a bit of a group therapy session in your absence to 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 park the Charlton drama. Hopefully, everyone's just starting to simmer simmer down a little bit after last weekend. I think Monday night is a really good opportunity to kind of uh, properly get that out of all our systems and, and move on. And it's going to be a really interesting month for Ipswich, isn't it? I think we could end up with more cup games than we will do league games. Two league games in the November schedule. There's going to be obviously definitely one FA Cup game. One Papa John's trophy game, of which we're still waiting for the draw. I contacted the EFL press office yesterday and they said, uh, yep, yeah, it'll be yeah, it will be a draw. It will be on TV. Uh we'll we'll let you know. <laughs> we're not sure when. Uh next week, some sometime. So um we'll find out a bit more about who it's which you're gonna face at the end of the month in that. Um so yeah, it's a it's a little bit of a break from from sort of all the pressure of three points every week and all of that. It's um, looking forward to it. Should be interesting. And, and playing alongside a World Cup, that's going to be weird. What mm. England playing the World Cup day. starts this month? It doesn't feel like that, does it? No. I'll go on the record now, boys, and saying I've got absolutely no interest in the World Cup at all. Um, I think the whole thing is is ridiculous. And disgraceful. So yeah, that's my stance on it. I think a lot of people would echo that. It's not there's there's not the hype about it, is there? It's it's not. It doesn't feel like a World Cup. Um, The only interest I have is if Wiff Burns is going to be there, essentially, which we're going to find out in short order, aren't we, Hutchie? I think you you wrote something about this week. Next, that's next next week. We'll find out about that, and and it genuinely does sound kind of fifty fifty for him. Mm. So it's. uh, yeah, we'll find out about that. But um, yeah, it's, it's an old one, isn't it? I'm not sure. It's it would have to go a very long way on the pitch, I think, to to go down as any kind of sort of marker in history in terms of World Cups. It was a, a hell of a lot is going to have to be done on the pitch to uh, secure any kind of um, legacy for it. Not, not for me. Give um, me the Papa it, John's, mate, every day. Well, I was just thinking, you know, the EFL Trophy. Maybe what they could do is is do like a Royal Rumble style draw. So you get all the teams together in one place and then one team trots out on the pitch and then the music hits for another team and then they play straight away on that pitch and you've got you've got games going on all over the place. What do you think of that? For the Papa John's? Yeah. So you, talk, you, talk me through that again. You completely lost me. So is it a draw or is it the actual games? So you know the Royal Rumble, the, yes. the, the wrestling, sports entertainment. You, you, you know who the first athlete is going to be. Yeah. So they they try out to the pitch. So say number one is who's a team that's in left in the EFL Trophy? Gillingham. Gillingham. 
So Gillingham with the number I don't one. Know, they might have gone out last night, actually. That was a <laughs> let's just say Gillingham. We'll go with it. Yeah, so they're the number one seed, but they don't know who they're playing until there's a big screen up in this complex. That probably have to be St George's Park, I reckon. Right. Um, big screen, number two comes up, then some music plays, and their opponents who've only just found out they are the opponents try out onto the pitch and they play. There's, there's, there's two ways you can do it. You can either do winner stays on, Royal Rumble style, or you could just have multiple games going on at the same time. So for Gillingham, if you're number one seed and it is winner stays on, you've got to so If you score, the other team is immediately eliminated. However, however you want to do it. You know, or is I'd... there multiple teams on the pitch at the same time? Are we getting up to like, suddenly there's 33 players on the I haven't, pitch? I haven't, really, haven't, haven't really thought about this. No, um, fine. Well, I'm thinking, um, yeah, it'd have to be multiple pitches, I guess. But I'm just thinking that'd be the way of, of making it entertaining. No one knows who they're playing. It's already it's already entertaining. It's already okay. the best. It's already the world's greatest knockout competition. <laughs> so. Well, talk talking about the great world's greatest knockout competition. Is there any more Milka Cup scores to bring us? It is a Thursday. Uh, all the games are tonight, mate. So okay. To, I, I, um, there's actually been two rounds of games this week. So oh, wow. actually, this time this time next week, we might be having the group stage draw. So, is that when town come in? That is when town come in. Seeded. Yeah, excellent. That reminds me, I haven't shared the classifieds from the last round of the Milk Cup. I must do that. Um, friends, let's finish with a bit of fun, shall we? In fact, the whole pod has been fun today. I hope you agree. But let's add more fun now by guessing the shirt over Andy Warren's right hand shoulder. It's very, very colourful. It looks like a kind of so it's blue with a with a, a white neck for those of you not watching, and it's essentially like a rainbow esque. Is it yes? It's a full rainbow that goes across mm. the the center of the chest. The kit What's manufacturer that? is who's that? Area, 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 and then is that a dolphin actually playing yeah. playing football? Yeah. Wow. That this looks like something out of Hunter S. Thompson, sort of a white dolphin leaping out of some water, hitting a football with its nose, with a rainbow above its head. By Luigi. I mean, it this is on the back. This, this is, is gen- really, this is a genuine football shirt. Though. This is really abstract shirt design. Um, maybe, yeah. Uh, I have app and the badge dolphin is a dolphin. Badge. Um, Nautical. Stewie, I've got absolutely gotta no be, idea. Got to be coastal. Is it? Is it um, American? Is it American? It looks American. No. Uh, hmm. I've got I've got zero idea. I don't know about you, it, Stu. It's Italian. No. Italian, yeah, the mighty dolphins of Pes- what Pescara, Pescara. Calcio, and that's a real shirt they wore in actual games. Yep, designed by a young fan during COVID. Ah, okay, um, as a worn, narrative, ultimately then worn. I don't. I'm not sure what to make of that, Stu. I'm not sure, I'm not sure what to not. make of it either. It's not for me. I don't really like novelty football shirts, but it I've reminds come... me of something. Not for me, might... but I bought it anyway. I've come to, <laughs> I've, I've, I've come to possess it. Will be will be the phrasing there. Oh, it just appeared in your house, did it? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. No Does... financial transaction was made. Does Mrs. Warren ever walk into this room and go, "What the hell is that? Where? Why have you bought that?" Yeah. <laughs> of course she. Of course she does. <laughs> and what do you say? Because you just said you don't even like the shirt. I'll probably sell it at some point. Oh, okay. It's, um, uh, they just come in, they go out. I, I acquire them, I sell them. There's another one on the back of the door. It's a new one as well. Have that another day. 
That's tiny. It's just a long way away. Is it a large boys? Um, <laughs> it look it looks like that shirt reminds me of something that might have been worn in the the short tenured U.S. football league. You know, in the mid was it the mid eighties where they had George Best yeah. and Pele and all those playing in Gaudi outfits. That's what it reminds me of. Friends, um, we come up to an hour four minutes. Um, you boys are off to to Bracknell Town on this coming Monday. You looking forward to it? Yeah, yeah. Cru- crucially, we must not drive to Bracknell, though, Stu, because that is not where the ground is. Let's, we'll just... First test. Yeah. Last can, time Stu, 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 can I you... Went to Bracknell, I went to a ski slope, just a ski slope there. Used to co- covered ice hockey there, and there's in a in a building called the John Nike Leisure Centre. Nice. Isn't, isn't that from um, Ali, Ali G? G. Yeah, they stole. The, it's genuine. It was a genuine place in Bracknell. They stole the. Uh, I just assumed that was in Slough. Stains, what were you? Mate. What were you? What were you covering at the ski Stains, slope? Sorry. Um, ice hockey, but it at was the all ski part, slope. It's all kind of part of the. Similar, oh, okay, it's the centre. Similar complex, but yeah, the John the John Nike Leisure Centre in um in Bracknell. I, I think it might have closed down because the Bracknell the Bracknell bees. Oh, it's been it, it's been demolished over the earlier this year. Oh, Bracknell's John Nike Leisure Centre being demolished two years after its closure. So it closed down in 20. That is sad. This is a real sad note on which to end. That is, that is re- that's really sad. Well, just to pep, pep you up a little bit, um, mini burgers. Yeah. Wings and ting. Fo- football themed. Don't fill yourself up on wings and ting because we've got all those little we've got are Michelin, you in, in... Michelin star food. Are you, are, in we in there? are you in corporate, the prawn sandwich uh, lot? I reckon Kane will let us in now, friend of the show and all that. Just, just do that. It's Watson, isn't it? Access all areas, this face. I want to be out <laughs> where the people are with the German sausage and the wing and ting. That's, can that's we the... Can we genuinely have some sort of um, German sausage wing and ting review yeah. from Benson's uh, Barking, but from you boys would be great. Uh, yes, we can. we can do that. I'll just unmute now to try and get the intro in before the ex- exit, before uh, Benson starts barking again. It panics me when he does, boys, because I know it's bad on the audio. Anyway, thank you for joining us today. We've covered a lot of ground. I hope you enjoyed our chat with Carl and Kane SB from Bracknell Town. Um, if you're going to the game, not many of you are, enjoy it. Benson's really annoying me. Sorry, friends. Um, enjoy it. The boys will be there. Follow it all with us. Obviously, there's no game this weekend. And remember, use the code KOAManscape.com for 20% off and free delivery. And also, Ginger Pickle is where you want your marketing needs to be taken care of. Thank you, Hutchie. Um, Have a great weekend, whatever you're doing, and we shall speak to you again after the FA Cup first round next week.